Welcome to The Hoodoo Factory, a game show and discussion podcast about the 90s NBC sitcom classic, News Radio. We will be drafting News Radio episodes into units with a common theme. In part A of the podcast, we will host a game show based on our drafted episodes. The contestants will compete for ABSA points in hopes of being declared the ABSA winner. In part B of the podcast, we will discuss the episode in greater detail. We are three dorks who prefer the term news radiologists who decided to use Twitter and podcasting for good instead of pure evil. Welcome back to the Hoodoo Factory. We hope you enjoyed part A, where we declared Lauren the winner of the ABSA for excellence in this podcast. Now we are back for part B, where we will discuss this episode in further detail. I'm Tom, and I'm here with Lauren and Thaddeus discussing Arcade, the third episode in our Hooked unit. We're going to start part B by roughly following the categories from part A's ABSA Fever Round. Everyone will get to share what other items they had on their list, and I, as host supreme, We'll get the chance to share my favorites from the episode as well. So let's start with favorite scenes. Uh, were there any other scenes that you guys would have picked for this um, for this episode that we didn't cover? Um, Thad, what, what would be your next favorite scene? Um, Although you I, said you covered them all, right? I think so. My top four that I show another person uh, yeah. were covered in uh, part A. Okay. Um, but I, I kind of focused in, I think, on more in moments. So the first full scene that I, I really liked was Lisa in the bathroom with the SATs, you know, with the cigarette and uh, Lily Sobieski, the, uh, yeah. the child actress that right there. Um, but again, like, you know, seeing how into it she is and how she just, like, absentmindedly kind of, like, brings this girl down, you know, and then, like, feels so bad she gives her a cigarette and then realizes what she's done. Like, uh, it's just a really funny scene. I think we can all relate. You know, we can all relate where we're just kind of wrapped up in something and then we just talk to a child and make it much, much worse. Uh, so that's one of my favorites. Poor decisions okay. were made. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Quicksand. <laughs> Very good. Um... Lauren, uh, did you have any other scenes that you uh, wanted to shout out? Yeah, I like the scene where Bill describes the sandwiches his mother used to make. Um, for one thing, yeah. I think it's a great Bill performance where he's like describing something horrific from his childhood, but he's remembering it fondly. I always <laughs> right. love those moments. Um, and But also, there, it's just so packed full of great lines and... Uh, Dave has so many great reactions. Like your mother made sandwiches like that, <laughs> you know. <laughs> um, but yeah, it, that was a really great scene. Uh, just, just a real. It, it was almost like a, it didn't add much to the plot, right. but it added mm -hmm. so much more to the comedy. Yeah, and, 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 and I appreciated it for that. <laughs> yeah, the character understanding of Bill. You know, it's like the yeah. little little bricks you get with every every episode with him you know just uh yeah it's great um yeah. my my actual top one i think was uh in dave's office um when the, the one where bill ends it by coming in with the, the mountain of sandwiches <laughs> clutched in his hands but it's um yeah lisa talking about getting dumber and like she should take the sats and so forth and then um yeah beth getting coming in to have uh dave sign for the machine um, yeah, that yeah that that whole scene I love that uh, a lot of good stuff in there. Um, any others? 
Or do we cover pretty much all of them? I have a Bill, when Bill does the dyed hair reveal. Okay. Um, again, like that, kind of like not its own scene, but like a big moment there. Just, yeah. you know, him building up to it. Like, no, he, <laughs> like you caught me. I'm like, this is what happened. I need those sandwiches. And then by the end, he's yelling, I did. You see how important this is to me? Um, yeah, I think that's, that's absolutely one of the funniest parts of the episode for me. Yeah, it's great. Uh, Lauren, any others? I, yeah, I've got one more. I really uh-huh. like the short scene of Lisa trying to find the differences in the pictures on the back of the cereal <laughs> yeah. boxes. Yeah. I especially just like the way they shot it, the way she stands perfectly still in the middle of the scene for the whole thing, and everyone's just coming up and real quick, just run by, say a line, run by the other way, and come by this way, run by, yeah. say a line, run by the other way, you know. And also Dave's line about, like, you know, this doesn't weigh as heavily on your final <laughs> score as it used to. Or whatever, <laughs> on your IQ you know? test, yeah. 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 <laughs> Um, I thought it was good. It, it's it's like a lot of character, um, quick quick character lines, which mm-hmm. I always think is the pacing is what makes news radio so great, and and that had great pacing. And then the little Lisa Dave dynamic up front with the with the their quick snappy rhythm too is also really great. Yeah. <laughs> I love the way Matthew comes in. He's like the Nem balloons and cowboy times. Like, like just he the way feels so smart. Right. <laughs> and I think I, I think he starts talking before he can even really see the box. You know, like again, right. yeah. about the timing, but just the tone of voice he uses as he goes by is great. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we'll discuss that line further. That's what <laughs> um, okay. Any other moments, Dad? Nope. Okay, Lauren. We're okay. That's it. All right, moving on. Uh, favorite quotes. Uh, Lauren, what's uh, another of your favorite quotes that we didn't get to before? Um, I really like, hey, I didn't just sign for a stolen Jeep, did I, Radar? <laughs> oh, that's a great one. Yeah, yeah. I like that, that's too. That's a really good one. I sign a ton of stuff at work, so I might try to start <laughs> using that. Just like someone hands me a stack. So, like Usually they'll they'll bring me stuff and, and they'll leave and, and I have to bring it back to them later. But every now and then someone will like stand there and wait for a signature. So that's when I'm going to try to use it. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Dad. Um, what's another uh, quote that you had down? Um, so on one of the ones that I thought was really usable, I almost went with I'd really rather not reveal the intricacies of my process at this time. Lauren used it in her her very gracious acceptance speech. Um, But that is one that I think I can absolutely use, you know, in your life. Yeah, that was high on my list of of quotes to use. I think my top top one was, would it be (laughs) impolite at this point in the conversation? (laughs) Just run away from you. Uh, Really good one. But... (laughs) Uh, excellent. Um, <laughs> I love Dave's winter in Wisconsin is the best seven months of the year. <laughs> That's not, a really great one. Not necessarily usable, but I just like it. Um, Unless you live in Wisconsin. That's true, yeah. Right? That's true. If you live in Wisconsin, you can definitely use that or any other northern state, which yeah. it's called. Um, okay, uh, Lauren. Um, this one was also in my acceptance speech. Well, they aren't what you would call conventionally tasty. <laughs> it's something about like just the the tempo of the way he says it and the look on his face when he says it and like just fully coming out and admitting that they're gross, but he eats them anyway. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. 
That's good. Um, Thad, what's another quote you had? Um, I'm going to go with, I'm worried I'm stupider than I was. I'm not stupider than you. <laughs> <laughs> like, that would definitely twist the knife and get Dave to sign up. Like, that's <laughs> like that's all it took. And he's like, what time? I'll be there. I'll yeah, yeah, the, the baiting. Really good. Yeah, that was it. <laughs> uh, um, okay, my next one. Oh. <laughs> I rescued as many as I could, but I don't have enough change. Yeah. <laughs> arms uh, overflowing. Arms overflowing. Oh my god! Just, just how sincere he is about it, and how distraught he, the, like the line delivery is. It's like he's in a disaster movie or something. It's great. Yeah. <laughs> well, like he had to run by his desk. With the yeah. armload of sandwiches. Why didn't he just drop just off the sandwiches? Deposit the sandwiches. Well, no, he can't let them go. No, they're his little babies. Keeping... They're too precious. <laughs> My little buddies. Souls. Yeah. Right? <laughs> like they're precious souls. Does he yeah, refer yeah. to them as souls? Like... Yeah, I believe he does. Oh. <laughs> All right, Lauren. Uh, what other quotes? I really love the line. All this talk of aged luncheon meats and mm. ghosts has made me peckish. <laughs> <laughs> See, that was what I had as usable. Because How you do can, you use it? <laughs> because you can go anywhere with it. The end is the most important part, right? All this talk about aged lunch meat and ghosts has made me peckish. I'll be in the kitchen. I'll be at <laughs> Restaurant 99. I'll be at Subway. You're like, I'll be like... <laughs> I think you can but swing it. Who's as long talking as you go about somewhere. ghosts? Lunch, lunch, and lunch, meat, and ghosts. How often does that come up? You just need a reason to leave to go eat something. It doesn't even matter. Like, <laughs> oh, okay. basically, if you're leaving to go, you don't care about that conversation. That conversation <laughs> sucks, right? So if you say something about lunch, meat, and ghosts, you're already leaving. It's a great walkaway line, basically. You know, like oh, I'll be in the kitchen. St- Let me know if you need me. You're kind of starting their next conversation because you leave, and you know they're going to be talking about that. <laughs> I mean, listen, if I say something like that, then that conversation needed some help. <laughs> they should thank me. Um, I liked, uh, in the olden days, people died of tomate poisoning and blamed it on ghosts. It's all the same same scene. But yeah, there yeah. was a lot in that opening scene that was good. She looks so smug when she says it. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, she absolutely is. Like, yeah, you're crazy, Ed. all right uh lauren um i like the line it must be weird to have a mom who's like a really cute girl (laughs) of course you do (laughs) it's a a great line but also dave's dave's reaction of like uh like confusion for a second and then catches on to what's happening and then just rolls with it like right yeah it is yeah hey you know mom (laughs) Always on my case. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. <laughs> you know, mom, always on my case. <laughs> All right, Dad, what's another line? Um, so this is actually another one. This is my final usable one. Come on, Dave, let me play. Please, got to play. Want to play? Got to play. Yeah. <laughs> like, I feel uh, like I might have actually said that or tried to say some version of that some way. But like, oh, got to play. Want to play? Got to play. You know, like, really good. Yeah. Anytime you want to get your way, just yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, all right, let's see. Were oh. you one of those guys in high school who spent every day at the arcade, hunched over the controls of a simulated spaceship, at the 
<laughs> next to the rest of the pale friendless virgins <laughs> that is <laughs> i love that whole whole exchange with beth it's really good it was a mouthful but she got yeah, through yeah it, it is it yeah really she got great. through it better than i did she's a professional though less usable just because it's so lengthy yeah. but man yeah great line <laughs> don't be ridiculous all right, Lauren, any other uh, lines? Um, I like a, a somewhat related line. Wisconsin offers very few distractions for a pale, friendless virgin. <laughs> it's like he, he thought about, he was still thinking about what Beth said. <laughs> and he was like, yeah, yeah, that was me. <laughs> yeah, it's those seven months of winter that contribute to the pale, paleness and the, the few distractions. <laughs> Dad, any others? Um, I just really like the, good for you. I'm trying out for drama club. (laughs) (laughs) It's such a perfect response and said perfectly to to something as ridiculous as like, I'm going to take the SATs again. Like, good for you. I'm trying out for drama club. (laughs) All right. Um, I like Dave's line. Isn't that what's supposed to happen when you listen to NPR? Like Lisa says, she gets yeah. confused. And... <laughs> that can that can happen? Um, okay, let's let's do last ones. Uh, Lauren, what's what's your last quote? You like uh, my last one was was the one that Dad brought up earlier, ah, like a squirrel a burying squirrel. a precious bone. <laughs> yeah, I had that it's one so, down too. It's great. Like uh, if you're not really paying attention you might not catch it, but then you listen to it again and you're like, that doesn't make sense. Yeah, I don't think they bury, but like, I, yeah. Precious bone. That's the best part. Like, like it's so important to them. And nuts, yes. Bones, no. No. All right, Dad. What's your last quote? Um... I think, like, again, I think throughout the episode, we, we've got them all. Like, I'll get the recipe later. Uh, I yeah. got jumble fever and I got it bad. Um, oh, this one. Yes, I did. Now do you understand how important this is to me? I did. <laughs> <laughs> like, I also think you can scream that at somebody <laughs> sometime as well. Now do you understand how important it is? Yes. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, really, really good quote heavy episode. Just a great episode all the way around. Um, yeah. So, all right. Before we move on to the next category, we're going to have some half truths and gorilla dust. Some facts, facts about the episode. Um, and that's going to be with me. So buckle up. Here we go. Um, the uh, episode features... The video game Stargate Defender, which is not a real video game, but it is a combination of the games Defender and Stargate. Uh, Defender was released in 1981 and developed by Eugene Jarvis, who appeared in this episode as one of the movers of the vending machine. He's the one that is closest to Dave, I believe, when when they're taking the machine away. Um It was a huge, successful, a hugely successful video game. Um was number six all time in like units sold like the the mm. actual arcade units sold uh it's estimated to have made over the course of uh its run uh 2.25 billion dollars in um 
accounting for inflation. That's Damn. which is uh, no chump change. Jimmy should have looked into maybe something <laughs> like that. Um, Stargate was actually the sequel to Defender. Um, it also did fairly well. It's, it was also in the top 25 as far as units sold, but I don't have the information on how much money it made. Probably less. It was uh, probably only sold about a sixth of the, the amount that um, Defender did. But um, Defender was... Uh, been mentioned in other media um it was played by groot in the the movie infinity war the avengers infinity war um that was the game he was playing um throughout the movie um it's mentioned in songs by artists as disparate as lou reed and the beastie boys um so you know it's mm. it, was, it was fairly well known um wide variety there yeah absolutely um Lisa mentions tomain poisoning, and I did not know what that was, so I looked it up. It's just food poisoning. It's just kind of like the oldie way of saying food poisoning. Um, mm, okay. But yeah, so From that makes peasants. that makes sense. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, Dave mentions radar. She he calls Beth like he says, "I didn't just sign for a jeep, did I?" Radar. Um, that's referring to Corporal Walter Rado, Radar O'Reilly from the show Mash. Um, he, he, he talks about the stolen Jeep, which is funny because Radar, in the course of the show, sends himself a Jeep home <laughs> oh. piece by piece. Um, <laughs> so that when he gets home, he has a Jeep. Um, oh. it's, yeah, really funny. So that was, yeah, MASH, MASH was, um, one of the most popular shows of the 70s and 80s. Uh, the, the finale for MASH aired on February 28th, 1983. It was watched by 77% of the TV watching audience. Uh, it's the number nine all-time most viewers for um, the U.S. It's the only mm. sitcom even uh, episode in uh, close. It's almost all Super Bowls and then the wow. MASH. It's number nine all-time. Uh, wow. Close to 100, 106 million viewers watched that. So Beth wow. um, feigning that she doesn't know who Radar is doesn't really ring very true because it's <laughs> an enormous show that would have been on during her childhood. So it doesn't, doesn't really make a whole lot of sense that she she's just being kind of an ass. So, <laughs> so that February 28th, uh, 1983, that was one week before Dave's high score in... Uh, <laughs> in Defender. Ah, oh, nice. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Um, balloons were not invented in cowboy times. Now, I guess we have to, just to to figure out what are cowboy times, but balloons were invented in 1824. Um, when you think about when Texas was settled and, and the West was settled, it was after that. Um, toy Modern toy balloons, they, the precursors to them came out in 1847. So, Matthew's assertion that balloons were not invented in, in cowboy times, I believe to be incorrect. So hmm. put that in your pipes and smoke it. <laughs> and <laughs> that is your half-truths and gorilla dust and maybe a little Alabian space dust. <laughs> Very nice. All right. Hope you enjoyed that. Okay, let's move on to our favorite gags. Um, Thad, what was one of your favorite gags that wasn't mentioned so far? Uh, I think the sandwiches uh, is is probably one of the ones I had in the first round. If um, 
if we got to it, but uh, all throughout the episode, you know, they talk about how gross they are, how much Bill loves them, Bill trying to save them, Bill dyeing his hair, Bill buying sandwiches from Joe, like, you know, obviously the, the sound sandwiches. Effects. Yeah, sound effects, talking about his past. Uh, yeah, I thought, you know, the sandwiches were, were a huge gag, something they used throughout the entire episode, so. <laughs> and that stretchy yeah. one, the stretchy oh one that God. Joe gave him. Oh, <laughs> Uh, that was something else reminds me of when i tried tripe in rome it was just it was about that consistency it was really Uh, disgusting uh, (laughs) 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 all right lauren what was one of your favorite gags um this is like a nice little running gag of best pronunciation of love yes <laughs> yes when she's reading the answer to the joke in the the jumble how did the mixed doubles team fare in the big match they fell in love <laughs> yeah that, it might be the first time she does that i'm not sure yeah this is pretty early yeah, yeah. i i don't know it's it's so hard to say because we're not going through an order right but, um hmm. I gotta say, I, that's that's one of it, my one of my favorite Beth gags. <laughs> oh yeah, definitely. Um, I personally liked uh, just Beth's ability to do the jumble like super fast, and mm. how that made yeah. Lisa feel like you know because it's just it's so quick. I mean, obviously they do that for time, but it's like she just looks at it and knows immediately what it is, and yeah, very good. Um, that yes. what's it? Any any other gags you had? Uh, the fortune telling machine at the end with the big joke. Nice. That I mean, how do you transition out of this episode and get rid of that machine? And they found, you know, the perfect the perfect way for Dave of all characters, you know, to go over there and then you know make fun of the. I like I was trying to remember how popular Big was, you know, back in the nineties. Because, you know, popular enough that I saw that, I knew instantly, you know, what that oh, yeah. was and what it meant. So, oh, yeah. Um, yeah, I really think it's a great touch and it's just a smart way to get out of that episode. And really funny. Dave Foley is obviously really funny. Yeah. And especially in an episode where he's just been mistaken for a teenager. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I wish I was big, right? <laughs> Very nice. All right. Um, Lauren, any other gags? Um, I, mine was similar to yours, like the gag of everyone being better at the brain teasers than Lisa. And it's right. not just that they're faster than her, it's that they're like impossibly fast. You know, they're right. running by and spotting the differences <laughs> yeah. on the cereal box. It's almost like they're pranking her. It's yeah. almost like they've set her up for this. They already know the differences and they're they're doing it on purpose to make her feel worse is what right. it feels like. <laughs> right. Yeah, it's, it's all set up so that Lisa has this excuse to go take the SATs kind of thing. Yeah. 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 <laughs> All right, Dad, um, any other gags? Um, so I think a lot of mine are kind of like reoccurring jokes. Okay. Um, so I'll start with Joe selling Bill something, and I have an enigma question about that later. <laughs> uh-huh. like, yeah. You know, that's, yeah, we that's have that going on. Like, we got Joe selling Bill something. Like, that's definitely a, a long-running gag. Mm-hmm. Um, so I got a couple. I don't know, Lauren, do you have a couple? or like? No, we might have been covered. Yeah, okay. go through them, Thad. Uh, so Bill's family stories in general. Always love yeah. it when that happens. Oh. That's another yeah. running gag. Um, disheveled Jimmy. You know, like, every <laughs> once in a while, like, it happens more than I thought. Like, he's got yeah. his sleeves rolled up, like, his shirt's untucked. Like, yeah. like wow, like, we actually see him kind of messed up more than we more than we think. 
Uh, I have the Dave looks like a little boy gag. Again, you know, taking oh, yeah. the SATs, your mom, all that stuff. Um, <laughs> and I think, I'm trying to think. The change for the batter joke is not ongoing. I didn't really get it. <laughs> you know, like, like they're laughing like, change for the batter. And I was like, pinch hitter, change for the batter. Did she mess up that line or do I not get the joke? Maybe everyone else is yeah. laughing. But I'm like, I don't know. I mean, it's it's not a good joke, but it's instead of change for the better, change for the batter because it's a baseball thing. So see, I didn't get a change for the better. I didn't make that connection to it. Ah, I was just like, oh. that's, that's not ah. even an accurate baseball joke. All right, <laughs> <laughs> really dropped the ball on that one. Um, yeah, no, I've never, never as many times as I watched this episode. It's like again, it's one of my top five, easily top five, maybe top three, and I have <laughs> never once connected change for the better is what it was supposed to be. <laughs> no. like you should have put that in half truths and gorilla dust. that is <laughs> well, I, I i thought our audience probably would have figured that out but, um mm. obviously not uh, <laughs> i love <Okay>. baseball <laughs> <laughs> okay lauren um what's one of your uh favorite aspects or background catches in this episode um so many of them are just like reactions so like like i love the line when bill declares i did but (laughs) what makes it even funnier is the look dave gives him and it's like a it's like at this the scene is over right they're like panning out of the scene and he's like walking towards his office and he just gives this one last look back over his shoulder like what is wrong with you and it's um it's just like a small moment a little a tiny aspect i really like it yeah (laughs) um that any aspects of background catches you would like to highlight i only had one and it's the way dave says a line when he says the, the stanford line he's like what's the big deal about stanford and he kind of goes like a like there's a little bit of a canadian sound <laughs> in between yeah. and i was like mm. and then i'm like mm. dave foley is canadian so that's probably exactly what happened um that was i think before it came out on the show definitely before it came out on the show so. right uh but yeah I, I felt like there was a little bit of a canadian twinge right there which you know, hopefully inspired them to, to make it its own storyline. Yeah. Very good. Um, I, I don't know that we discussed this, but um, this might be more of a theme, I guess kind of an aspect, but it's, it's interesting how all the plot lines kind of have everybody reverting back to childhood to some degree, at least mm. the main ones. Like Bill is going back to the sandwiches because of what his mom did. Dave going yes. back to the video game that he played as a kid, Lisa going back to the test that, that proved yeah. her worth as a kid. You know, it's like all that, all that kind of returned to Beth <laughs> torturing nerds. Like, I think that's the, <laughs> like, you know, with both Lisa and Dave. So yeah. Fun part. Uh, Lauren, do you have any other? Um, there was just a thing I noticed and, and I don't even know what it is. So maybe it should have gone in enigmas, but, um, it's, it was like just a small detail I noticed. So when Jimmy's playing Stargate Defender, there's a small black and white checkered cylinder, Mm. um, on the floor next to the game. And I don't know what it is. Yeah. I I don't know. Uh, so maybe that should have been in an enigma. Like, what is this thing? I Um, know what that, that is like an, that's an ice bucket. That is like mm-hmm. an ice bucket that you would, yeah, you would like put ice in. But I'm assuming what they're using it for is the cold quarters. 
That's yeah. that's my assumption is that it's uh-huh. there because they need a bunch of quarters and you can't put them all in your pockets otherwise. <laughs> Pants fall down. <laughs> Lauren, I don't know if you've actually spent time in arcades. <laughs> you go through a lot of quarters. <laughs> So Jimmy brought in an ice bucket of quarters. You think? I'm Joe assuming. Get for it. Yeah, I'm assuming like the bucket was probably in the office. Like some places have <laughs> that for like parties and stuff. Yeah. Well, then, it, then it does belong in this category. I think that's a nice touch. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Two points. I mean, universal. Nice. I'm making assumptions, but I I think that's probably what it is. I was like, it's either a garbage can or like an ice bucket or a quarter holder. I was with Tom. Like, yeah, yeah, it's holding something. All right, that, any other uh, aspects, background catches? No, nothing for me. Okay. Um, I'd just point out that uh, Catherine's doing some really good background work in the booth, uh, Mm -hmm. in the open, um, after Bill comes down and starts talking about the sandwiches. He's doing the back and forth with Lisa. Um, But she's she's back there. She's, like, adjusting things, and it's like, you know, because she's in the frame, and it's interesting to see that kind of background work. Oh, and, and someone comes in and, like, delivers her some news copy, too. Like, someone, yeah. a lady walks in and sets down a piece of paper on her table in front of her, and she, like, takes it and looks like she gives a little thank you and, like, pulls it over and reviews it. And I'm like, she's doing some work. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, hey, Lauren, did you have any other background catches? Nope, that was oh, it for me. Okay. The only other one was we have some randos kind of delivering the news in the background in the booth mm. that, that you don't really ever see again or that I, I don't notice, but yeah, that was interesting to me. So let's move on. Um, that any other enigmas that you had for this episode? Yeah. The, the other one I, I was going to go with was where does Beth get all the quarters slash where does the money for the quarters come from? Yes. <laughs> that is a great question. She has a handful. I mean, like, I'm very fascinated by the, the machinations of the sandwich machine company. Right. But, like, right away, I'm like, Beth doesn't have quarter money. Like, we just saw her making change out of a Salvation Army bucket. You know, <laughs> to do her $1. So, uh, where do the quarters come from? How does she have so many? Like, yeah. That's... For, for somebody eating tic tacs and catch a packet soup yeah, it's, uh, <laughs> yeah that's a lot there, of that's a lot of money budget she could have pulled petty cash out to buy quarters without telling dave you know right. like i don't know <laughs> if beth had a box of petty cash i think it would just be stuffed tic-tacs full of ious yeah <laughs> <laughs> there would be no more cash in there it would just be post-it notes of scribbled ious it's <laughs> really like dumb and dumber the dumb and dumber yeah. <laughs> Uh, very good alright uh, Lauren what's an, another enigma that you had so I think Dave had a nice motivational tool going with his budget cutter of the month contest so why didn't he offer some sort of a prize to keep the motivation going right like it doesn't take much to keep people happy $5 gift card subway token Tessio Brothers Incorporated pen something <laughs> like anything people just like to feel like they won something but when Beth won all she got was an extra job. She got like, a task, here's this, yeah. here's this extra task you have to complete now. So why didn't he seize the opportunity to keep the motiva- motivation going? Huh. That's a good question. <laughs> I'm like, was that a thing in the 90s? <laughs> like, like, seriously, like, business-wise, like, I'm trying to remember when, when they'd come in and do, like, offers like that. But, like, I kind of feel like back then it was like, do your job. 
you know, mm. you're an employee. Like, you get recognition. Surprise. <clears throat> I don't know. Yeah, I think they had started, like, with, you know, employee of the month and employee of the, you know, that kind of thing. It yeah, but getting a prize, not just getting recognized. You got recognized. Oh. You just didn't get a prize. Yeah, you know yeah, maybe. You know, like, when did they start kicking in prizes? Because they realized people were like, screw recognition. <laughs> <laughs> I want a prize. I want a five foot check or whatever she says. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> uh. yeah. Um. All right. I have one. Uh, it's kind of ties in with with yours that that you had. Um, okay. How has no one noticed Bill's proclivity to eat these sandwiches before now? If he's if he's mm. often eating them, why is why would somebody say nobody's nobody ever eats those? And why would they be so surprised when he does eat them? Like, yeah. if he eats them all the time, it's like, you know, there's, there should be some office-wide recognition, and already people should have been grossed out by it before now. But yeah. It yeah. doesn't Definitely. happen. So. Definitely. Nobody eats those except for Bill. Like, that's the right. word that goes out. Don't touch those. Bill's the only one that eats them. Yeah. It's known. It's an office fact. Yeah. So, anyway. Um, that, any other... Uh, any other enigmas? A couple more. Uh, did Beth switch machines just to see more delivery guys? <laughs> <laughs> we got two switches out of nowhere. We know how she loves like delivery guys and all that. So she loves a man in uniform. That's you know? an established fact. There you <laughs> the, go. The guys, who, the guys who took away the sandwich machine, she didn't really seem to be into. But she was pretty happy after that uh, that fortune teller machine got delivered. You know. <laughs> I'm just saying. Okay. That's a good question. All right, Lauren, any other enigmas? Yeah. What was Dave's story about his Uncle Larry? Lisa says she's getting dumber, and Dave says it reminds him of a story about his Uncle Larry. And then Lisa cuts him off. Hmm. What do you think the story was? (laughs) Do you think it would have been a story that would have actually made her feel better if she had listened to it? Or would she have just made some sarcastic comments about it and moved on? Or was it going to be a sarcastic story from Dave to to try to belittle Uh, her problem? (laughs) Who is this Uncle Larry fella? (laughs) What did he do that was so dumb? (laughs) 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 Or how did he realize he wasn't dumb? I guess that's cool too. That's a possibility. Yeah. 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 Unanswerable. Um, Okay. My question is, how did Lisa get two spots in an SAT exam the next day? Like, I I remember you had to register for that stuff early, like like a month in advance to to get into an SAT exam when I was in high school. I I feel like that... Remember having to do that well in advance. I think, like, it's about getting the scores sent to the colleges is why, like, she doesn't need an official SAT score. Right. She wants to take the SATs. So I think yeah. to me, like, that's where my mind bypasses. What okay. Happens. But it's like, all the stuff you do in school is because you have to get registered and it has to go to colleges and you have to go to the National Association or whatever, you know, right. whatever takes it on a larger scale so that it goes to colleges. They just need to show up and take it. And we don't really know if I don't remember. She says it's a practice SAT session, oh, or if okay. it's a, a real she one. She does, yeah. Um, okay. But they do, they do do practice ones in the school, or they used to, uh, where yeah. they would have it like a Saturday morning, like the real SATs, and it was just like yeah. an hour and a half shorter, maybe. Right. But 
I, um, I did have a question though about how she got the score so fast. Like it's the yeah, same day. Yeah, They're wearing right, the same right, right, clothes. Right. She's called like they took the test at nine a.m. You figure it took a few hours. It's like it's the same day, so it's a few hours after they've finished the test, and she's already got scores. Yeah. Like that that doesn't sound right to me. <laughs> right. So like, she paid she, somebody off. Does she have yeah. some kind of hookup with the New York City educational system? Because, you know, you can't just show up to a school and be like, yeah, I'd like to take the practice SATs with these children. <laughs> like, <that's>, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like I said, it's a pre- if it's a prep, like, sorry. Um, I've actually worked with the SATs a little bit. Um, so if it's a prep, then they basically are renting the school and they're a different company right. that are running it. So okay. like, it has nothing to do with the actual education system. It would right. be with whatever company is giving I got their you. individual one. So. Okay. <laughs> Sorry. Maybe she knows somebody that works. Okay. Very good. <laughs> I've proctored a bunch of SATs. Like, yeah. <laughs> I've seen I've seen how the sausage is made. It's not pretty. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, Lauren, any other enigmas? Um, I want to know what was Jimmy's mom's reaction when he called to apologize for letting her down after he lost his Stargate Defender. Like, where do you think that reaction fell on the spectrum between son, what the hell are you talking about? And it's okay, Jimmy Kins, you'll get better, better next time. Like, I feel like it's, there's a spectrum in there. I want to know, like, where in that spectrum did the reaction fall? <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. That's that's a great question. That's funny. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Dad. Any other enigmas? All right, I got two. Okay. Uh, when Dave is playing the arcade at the end of the episode, and they ask if his mom is picking them up, does he know that they meant Lisa, or does he is he so into the game that he just is thinking about his real mother? Because he's not even paying attention. He's just playing the game. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, they asked him what is how he did on on the test, and right. he thought they meant how he did in the game. And he's like right. eight million or something, <laughs> considerably less. Considerably less. Yeah. So this is your mom picking you up. Is he thinking? Does he know that they mean Lisa, or is he thinking of his real mom? Because the answer's no either way. Yeah. But, yeah. I don't know, but your we focus? can't know. Yeah, we can't know what's going through Dave's head. Yeah. <laughs> Either way, I love the kids' reaction. Both of them are just like, oh, damn. damn. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> definitely. <laughs> uh, All right, Lauren, any other? I have one last one. Okay. Um, why did Bill think that finishing the last sandwich at exactly 1241 was an important part of his story <laughs> to persuade Dave to bring back the sandwich machine. Like he's trying to prove the point that the sandwiches aren't making him sick, that in fact they were sustaining his life force. This is what he's trying to prove. Yeah. And he thinks that admitting that he ate a moldy sandwich at almost 1 a.m. is going to help his case. <laughs> Why? Why did he include that detail? <laughs> it's true. <laughs> <laughs> okay um that what's your last uh, enigma all right so my last enigma is more over the series and i'm like man i might have asked this before i'll probably ask it in the future how much over the series has bill paid joe <laughs> like sixty dollars <laughs> for three of those sandwiches sixty dollars for those sandwiches and he's got the taser he's he's got like all sorts of stuff that he gets from joe uh you know he helps him fix the the radio in his car how much money over the course of the season has Bill paid to Joe? A... I, I would have to guess in the thousands, probably. Right? Like, yeah. not I, I think well, that's realistic. Like, like yeah, somewhere between one and two thousand dollars, more than likely. I think more. 
Yeah, more. Okay. You know, yeah, like, I, again, I, could, like, I, I would believe it. Yeah. We probably have. We haven't seen all of them. I'm sure. But I mean, twenty dollars a sandwich in the nineties. You know what right. I mean? Like right. that's where right. I'm like that's that's like tavern on the green money. <laughs> pretty, much, pretty much. So yeah, I'm, I'm like, how much money is Joe uh, supplementing his his income coming straight from Bill? Very good. All good questions. Okay, so now we're going to go to a segment we call a time capsule from the internet with Lauren. So, the same day this episode aired, an article about news radio came out in the Daily News. It was written by TV critic Eric Mink. He referred to news radio as weird and nutty, but it was a positive review overall. He labeled Beth a gum-chewing pheromone machine. And he described Bill as a preening, posturing, and hopelessly ignorant manipulator. Mr. James was billed as a man whose wealth allows his bizarre sense of reality to go unchallenged. (laughs) And uh, I think those are all accurate descriptions, although not all-encompassing, maybe. But overall, Mink said the show was cleverly written, well-staged, and brilliantly cast. And I think we could all agree with that statement. Yes. Dave Foley appeared on Access Hollywood the same night this episode aired. It sounded like he was promoting a movie, although no one said what movie. Um, So based on the date, it was a little late for Brain Candy, and it it seemed a little early for the wrong guy. However, I'm guessing maybe they were talking about the wrong guy, because someone named Jennifer said she saw his interview and that the movie looked funny, and then she exclaimed, Dave covered in blood again. Where could you go wrong with that? (laughs) So could have been the wrong guy. Yeah. Um, Andy Dick appeared on a late night talk show this week called Later. It was a half hour show hosted at the time by Greg Kinnear. However, from 1988 to 1994, the show was hosted by Bob Costas, to which we here at the Hoodoo Factory say, go to hell, Costas. (laughs) Go to hell, Costas. (laughs) (laughs) And that has been a time capsule from the internet. All right. Thank you, Lauren, for that time capsule from the internet. Um, so, moving on. Any keepsakes that you guys have? Uh, Thad, any any keepsakes that we did not get to that you would want? Yeah, the the one other one I had on my list was Bill's hat uh, before the reveal. You know, again, like it's got the sides uh, in the back. Yeah. And, you know, it's actually practical if you lived in New York City, but oh, yeah. it mostly hides the hair so you can do the reveal. But I, I thought that would be a cool thing to have. <laughs> Uh, in my in my display my day oh, yeah very good yeah uh lauren um i did have on my list one of the sandwiches like if i couldn't have just, um you know the sandwich machine just at least one of the sandwiches to like display maybe in a sealed case where i'm not gonna smell anything going on under there <laughs> vacuum sealed yeah, vacuum yeah. Sealed, yeah. <laughs> um i don't know if anybody mentioned the uh the fortune teller machine but oh, yeah. i think like if 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 i couldn't get the the sandwich machine or the stargate defender i would take that so mm-hmm. um that any other keepsakes no i was focused on that beautiful hat i think that was i uh... got you that's a good one that's a, that's definitely a good one uh lauren you had another one 
Uh, the only other item on my list was uh, Wesley Jonathan's uh, extremely 90s, extremely grunge uh, flannel shirt. <laughs> oh, yeah. It was, so, it, it was so typical 90s grunge. I loved it. <laughs> yeah, there were some good 90s outfits with the in the high school there. Yeah. That, was, that was pretty yeah. good. Yeah. Yeah, and it, that was and great. It, it, was, it was kind of odd that the kids did not um, belittle Dave for wearing a suit. Yeah, <laughs> like that, that was extremely generous of them for not, you know, like beating him up immediately. <laughs> well, his mom was there. I mean, you know, you don't want to make him look bad from his mom. So, yeah, they, yeah, they're trying to get with mom. So yeah, that's okay. Um, any other thoughts on the episode, Thad? Um, yeah, I just want to mention the uh, the fashion real quick. I think we all kind of agree that Catherine looks great. She's dressed really well. You know, very sharp. Um, I think uh, Bill's shirt matches his gray hair in that in that scene, <laughs> and it really works. Like seeing the gray under the collar, um, and then you know, just kind of overall, I thought that everyone was dressed really well. You know, I, there's something about Dave's suits. I can't really pick it out, but I thought he looked really sharp in his suits. Um, and uh, and my only my only question really is, Beth is showing a lot of belly button for an office. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. You know, for an office job, it's like. Mm. But you know. Just. Yeah, Colleen, uh, my wife, will always, <laughs> whenever I'm watching it, like, nobody could get away with dressing like that in a workplace. Right. That is, there's no, like, yeah. unless it was like a, you know, maybe like a fashion designer kind of thing, maybe, sure, maybe. but like, yeah, maybe, yeah. but. Yeah, you can't get away with that in an office <laughs> setting. Yeah. Well, you know, and I'm like, you can't do it two days in a row. You're like, I'll give you one. Right. You can't right. come in with two consecutive outfits. Like, all right, come on. <laughs> all right. Uh, Lauren, any other thoughts? Um, so I've never experienced it myself, but I have heard that in Europe, vending machine sandwiches are actually really good. Like, you can get fresh, like, artisan-style sandwiches out of a machine. And I don't know if either of you two can confirm, but um, it's a thing I've heard from multiple Americans who have traveled overseas and been pleasantly surprised by their vending machine sandwiches and have been like, how did we screw this up so bad? Like, what did Americans do wrong? This could have gone so well for us, and we just destroyed it. (laughs) No, I've not heard that, but I I believe it. I know public bathrooms they've gotten right, you know, the, like self-cleaning toilet seat and all that. Like that, those they've, they've gotten correct. So I don't know. Uh, I was thinking, Tom, I think you tweeted this week about Subway sandwiches not being able to call bread, right? Like in, right, Europe, in like, Ireland, yeah. In Ireland, yeah. yeah. So I was like, yeah. I think Europe has higher standards on the, the things that are going into the vending machines. Right. Should, you know, increase the, uh, the product and the eating experience. Could be. All right, Dad, anything else? Uh, nope, that is it. Okay, Lauren? That's good. all I got. All right. Um, so we did want to kind of discuss the uh, the video game um, aspect of, of this episode, kind of talk about some of our experiences with video games. Um, Lauren, what, what was your favorite video game growing up or now? Um, so I, I have like a Stargate Defender level addiction to Dr. Mario. (laughs) It's, it's the only video game I've ever been really good at. It's the only video game I can beat my husband at. And, uh, when it's in the house, 
it becomes a little bit of a dangerous situation for me. <laughs> like, I'm likely to ignore all my household duties and just um, drop some pills on some animated germs until the sun comes up. <laughs> uh, I've never played it. That's cool. Oh, it's so fun. Yeah. yeah. So you got to think of the pills as little humanoids, Tom, so you could say that. <laughs> Very good. Um, Dad, how about you? Um uh, what what were some of your favorites? Um, so Nintendo had pretty much just come out. So I loved Duck Hunt. You got the little light gun and <laughs> the dog that's laughing at you all the time. <laughs> um, yeah, but I used to play with the neighborhood kids. But so Duck Hunt was up there. Um, I really liked Excite Bike. You know, oh yeah, um, oh yeah. Get a bunch of people on and, and play Excite Bike. And then I liked, yep. I liked RBI baseball a lot. I, you know, I was okay playing baseball, so it's great. You have all the you know all the stars in there, and <laughs> you know really rudimentary game but i i was like always playing it oh yeah that was a good game yeah um me i started out on the atari 2600 uh that was a big christmas when we've got that i think i was like five so space invaders and asteroids those were those were big titles for me when i was a kid um the Atari thumb was a real thing, like because you get these endurance games where you'd have to hold down the button and you just hold it down and you yeah. get done, and your thumb was, you know, it's lucky I can move everything now. Uh, yeah, so Atari was a big deal, but um, then yeah, moved on to the Nintendo later. But yeah, um, that what else? Uh, well, so the next kind of phase I look at video games, like it was, it was all playing those Nintendo, Super Nintendo, Sega's at my friend's houses. Uh, but I actually worked in an arcade slash mini golf slash nice. laser tag slash pool table slash yeah. internet cafe when I was in high school. Wow. <laughs> all right. Yeah. It was, you know, it was basically an arcade. So it was a big arcade floor. In one corner, they had like a little indoor mini golf course. Like, you know, kind of tight, kind of small. Uh, and then upstairs, I worked as a laser tag referee. Uh, which was, you know, like putting out smoke, hitting the music, and then yelling at kids not to run and not to blind each other. Um, (laughs) And then there was a little, you know, there's some pool tables you could rent out. And then it was the first internet cafe that I knew of where, you know, like people would literally show up and just sign up to to use the internet for hours, you know? Like, internet? What's that? (laughs) Um, Yeah, but so I was in the arcade. So uh, uh, Mortal Kombat, um, the X-Men game, Everybody knows that na- that uh, that noise. If if you ever around it, you like. Um, what you guys may not re- realize or remember is that they made all that noise even if no one was there. So like you're oh, on the really? other side of the oh, floor, yeah. like going to the bathroom, and you hear rawr, rawr, and it's like oh, X Men, yeah. You know, so you just hear them like beeping and going all the time. Um, NBA Jam. I was during that age, and then uh, we had the Terminator Two game where they had the guns mounted on the arcade. So, like, you're just pointing it around and lining it up. That, that was huge. Uh, so I, I was kind of, like, kind of lucky enough. Like, I was there, so I didn't want to spend more time there. And I didn't play all the time. But I was lucky enough that I kind of had access if I wanted to get a game in here or there or check out the latest arcade game that came in. Yeah, that's cool. That's cool. Uh, my, my arcade game was, uh, experience was much more limited. Uh, it was mainly when I was a little kid, like, you know, like around birthdays or something, go to Chuck E. Cheese or something that they had arcade games. Yeah. I don't yeah. think we, I don't remember like an actual arcade, like that wasn't one of those okay. types of places that we had around. Um, but I can remember always seeking out both Tron and Star Wars. So they were both movie based, you know, but those like those were my favorite movies. So I would yeah. always go to those ones and try to play them and I was I, I, I'm terrible, 
at video games. I am no good at video games whatsoever. <laughs> but yeah, those are the ones I would go to. Yeah, you're not there for long if you're not very good. I'll tell you that. <laughs> no, no, no. Yeah, you're just wasting quarters. So. Yeah. We had an arcade um, for a little while in like my my small town where I grew up, but I I would play more of the like the pinball and the ski ball more mm. than the actual arcade games. Yeah, 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 I, yeah. I, yeah, I'm more of a ski ball if if given my choice. Yeah, hmm. <laughs> yeah, because you can actually spend some time there. You know? you yeah, just, right, you right, right. Die and it's be like more quarters. You like yeah, you actually get some time for sure. <laughs> Yeah. All right, that any others? Um, yeah. Well, you know, I still game a little bit. So I was thinking that after high school, you know, I went to college, and uh, Madden. You know, I'm a sports guy, so it was just Madden everywhere. It was when PlayStation One came out, and uh, you know, it was just a huge thing to be able to play something better than Sega, better than a Super Nintendo. Um, and I think about that. So I played you know, through through college, and then uh, you know, early adulthood with my friends. Um, a lot of Madden, a lot of EA hockey. Uh, definitely, okay. you know, go around the net, wrap it around, and try to score some goals that way. That was, I think, like, yeah, uh, 94, Hockey 94, I want to say. Okay. Um, my friend had a PS2, you know, so we would go out and we'd come back. We'd play, like, Tekken. Everybody passing the controllers, getting around in. Um, and then we really liked this game called Hogs of War, which kind of looks like the Redskins' new mascot, actually. Um, but it was, it was basically like hogs from other pigs dressed like soldiers from other countries. And it was like four players that were trying to, you know, set traps or, or do some sort of thing. Again, bunch of guys hanging out in the living room. Like it was just a fun thing to do with my friends that didn't take a ton of attention or, or, or didn't get too competitive. Maybe is probably a better way to talk about me and my friends. So, um, that all, that all actually started to end when I started losing the kids at Madden. Because um, they don't know football, but man, they are good at video games. Oh, yeah. And so I'm like, well, that can't happen. That's a blitz. You can't do that fight. Like, yeah, no, they can't. They did. And they let me know. They can and they will. Yeah. yeah so, so that was when uh, that was when the video games, like playing kind of all the time, uh, not all the time, but, you know, playing more regularly kind of died down once I realized that mm, my finger dexterity is not going to get me anywhere. Yeah. So I didn't play for a while until like um, maybe in my early 20s. And then the Nintendo 64 came out and Mm, my roommates had one and we would always play. There were two games. We would play uh, Super Mario Kart. Yep. Either oh, either yeah. in race or oh, yeah. battle mode. Battle mode was the one that we wore that out. Like oh, that yeah. was that was always the most fun. And then Goldeneye. I knew it. <laughs> Goldeneye was the other one that we would play like late way too late into the night. Um yep. yeah. Those oh, were those time. were my my two favorites for a long time. Yeah. Any other ones, Dad? Um I was just thinking the uh I think it was the Super Nintendo, right? It had Star Fox. Okay. The, yeah. the flying game, the polygons. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I watched that. You know, I used to love that movie, Iron Eagle. So I would legit get headphones and like a tape or a CD and press play and then start playing this flying game. <laughs> Lord, I wish I could describe it to you, but it's like, you know, basically you're in a cockpit, like flying around for right. some missions or that you're outside it. Oh, and, I've uh, seen the game. I know okay. the game. There you go. Um, so yeah, no, I would Iron Eagle it for sure. I'd put some headphones on, start a favorite, like. 
Even flow. I'm like. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I I remember that there was a like a Top Gun game. I think for oh I had that too uh, yeah. for Nintendo. I could yeah. never land that stupid Couldn't thing on the it. aircraft. I, I could never do it. Could I'd fly around. Fight, I could not. Hey, I could do planes. all that other stuff, but I could never land that. Th- I crashed yeah. so many planes. <laughs> yeah, I owe was, the I owe the Navy so much money. <laughs> Same. <laughs> Did not work nearly as well with my Iron Eagle theme, I tell you what, in Top Gun. <laughs> Much better Star Fox. <laughs> um, yeah, so I still kind of play games. I don't know if either of you have any exposure uh, to, to any video games that you play regularly, but I still have a system. I love the quests. You guys know? Yeah. We have a Wii. Um, oh, okay. So we don't use it much anymore, but when it, when it I, I don't know, we got it like 10 years ago or something like that. Yeah. And like the, the only thing we do with it now is like bowling. That's, yeah. the, you know, that is the wee bowl and yeah. it's, it's sporadic. And for, there was a time when we would play that way too long because we try, <laughs> try to beat our high score or there was like a, a feature like where if you, you have a certain average, you, your bar, your ball becomes sparkly. So yeah. you would always try to keep the sparkly ball. Oh, man. <laughs> so like, yeah, way, way too much time spent doing that. Perfect. It's perfect. That's exactly what it's for. Like, that's exactly what it was there for. Yeah. Uh, Lauren? Do you, um, do you... there's, my kids have a Nintendo Switch. So nice. like, I, I'll play little games with them sometimes. It does have Dr. Mario on it. I have specifically made a point of not learning how to like turn it on, hook it up, get to the game. Like if somebody else sets me up with it, that's fine. But if I know how to get to it myself, there's going to be a problem. So that's my version of taking away the extension cord. <laughs> that is so funny. Yeah. That's great. Okay. Well, moving on. Um, let's go to our plots, explain badly, and sensational headlines. Um, Lauren, why don't you start us off? All right. I've got two. Okay. Um, local radio broadcaster rushed to hospital for the third time this week due to food poisoning. <laughs> <laughs> Just keeps eating those sandwiches. <laughs> All right. Dad, what's, what's one of yours? All right. I got two. Uh... Man ridiculed by coworkers for antiquated nutrition beliefs. <laughs> if you think those sandwiches are good for you, buddy, Mm-mm. <laughs> take the stairs. <laughs> um, my first one. Let's see. Man hunted by his past finds his presence just as haunting. <laughs> 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 kind of Christmas, car- Christmas carolish. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, Lauren. Okay, this is my last one. So this one applies, I think, not just to this episode, but maybe the whole unit. <laughs> so, okay. Staff of local radio stations seemingly addicted to everything but radio. Ah, <laughs> very good. Very nice. All right, Dad. Um, my last one. Uh, the boss of an office gives in to his addiction and ends up losing the respect of his girlfriend and several coworkers. <laughs> it's a drama. <laughs> okay, I have two more. Um, unconfident reporter will stop at nothing to prove her intelligence. 
and the the last one is a um it's going to be a sung uh one so because um this this song the tune was sung by a man whose birthday it is today elvis um and <laughs> this it's kind of a christmas theme uh since we're just coming out of the holidays so here we go silver balls silver balls it's christmas time in bill skivvies ding-a-ling let them bring back the old sandwich machine <laughs> There you go. Well. <laughs> All right. The next episode on the Hoodoo Factory conveyor belt will be the recap episode for our hooked unit. Until next time, please stop by the gift shop on your way out. Thank you for visiting the Hoodoo Factory, supplier of the only known antidote for Absa fever. Good night, pumpkin. I'll get the recipe later. Pantyhose. Thank you for visiting the Hoodoo Factory, the source for all your hoodoo needs. You can follow us on Twitter and Instagram at hoodoo underscore factory. The Hoodoo Factory is part of the Stolen Dress Podcast Network. Please stop by our gift shop at grabitgear.com. And remember, the Hoodoo Factory is the supplier of the only known antidote for Absa fever. Hey, news radiologists, stick around to learn more about this adequate podcast that is also part of the Stolen Dress Podcast Network. Stolen Dress Entertainment proudly presents its new educational documentary series, The Dan and Jay's Comedy Hour Podcast. In it, you will learn such things as the origin of jelly. So he went home and did his dog in the cage. Yeah. Yes, you can take a guess at what he put in the donut. The discovery of synthetic cheese. So along comes this little guy, whom we all know and love, just know actually. What you? I can help you. Can you? Yes, I've got a solution. What is it? Synthetic cheese. Ta-da! And the brewing process of candy mead. I get like one of those giant microbrew things, right? Put it on the grudge. I fill it with like a 12 pack of Bud, Bud Light, throw in a bunch of candies and just leave it there for a year. Won't you join us every Monday at www.danandj.com? We learn you good.